This is Dr. Jimmy Nichols, equine nutritionist. On this podcast, we will explore unique cases, debunk popular myths, and break down advanced research data. Join me for a little fun, a lot of science, and some real-world advice for feeding horses. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 122. It's Dr. Jimmy. Have you ever wondered about using carnitine as a fat burner for yourself and then just somehow allowed your mind to drift over and wonder what it might look like if you were to use it in your horse? Or maybe you have a horse with insulin resistance or PSSM2 or MFM or some other kind of disorder and you are searching for ways to uh, open alternative energy pathways for cells within the body. Uh, Or maybe you have a horse that washes out towards the end of your run or doesn't recover as quickly between events and you're trying to figure out how to help them maintain their stamina and recover faster. Well, you are in luck today as I am going to dig into a cool little amino acid derivative called carnitine. But before we do that, this is your super friendly reminder to share this podcast with your friends. Please go tell everyone, whether it's a recommendation for the podcast just in general, or if there's a certain episode that really impacted you and your horse, um, or if you have a friend that you know would benefit from a certain message, please, please share that with your friends, tag your friends, tell me about it. Um, You can do all of this, show your love by liking and sharing my posts on social channels. So you can find Feed Room Chemist on Facebook or Instagram. Um, You can search Feed Room Chemist or you can search Dr. Jimmy Equine Nutritionist or you can just type in my handle, which is at Dr. Jimmy. All right, let's get into the show. So what in the world is carnitine anyway? Carnitine is a generic or collective term for several compounds. So you're probably going to most commonly see it listed as L-carnitine or acetyl-L-carnitine. And this ingredient is getting a lot of buzz in the human nutrition world as a, quote, fat burner. So carnitine is, it's naturally produced by the body, um, both the human body and the animal body, which means that it's going to be in high levels of concentration in high protein feeds like meat, okay? So if you eat a lot of steak, you're probably going to be getting a lot of natural carnitine in your diet. But you can also boost your carnitine levels by taking supplements in oral form or even by taking a shot, like an IV shot in the vein. Have you ever heard of a skinny shot? (laughs) So a a certain form of carnitine is almost always part of these skinny shot mixes um, because of the role that carnitine plays in fat metabolism. Basically, it, it functions by transporting fatty acids into the mitochondria of the cells. So I suppose I should probably give you a little bit of a reminder in case you have slept since your last physiology class. Um, Mitochondria in the cells, they are really the powerhouses of the cell. Um, They're responsible for taking in macromolecules, so carbohydrates, fats, proteins, and converting those into an energy source that can be used by the cell. And this particular energy source is called ATP, okay? So adenosine triphosphate, in case you're curious. Um, 
One of the best analogies that I have heard to help people kind of understand and comprehend what the mitochondria do is to think of the electricity that comes into our own homes, right? So the power plants that produce electricity are like the mitochondria. They take in different fuel sources. So these power plants are taking in, you know, wind, water, solar, um, et cetera, and converting those sources into one single energy source called electricity that can travel through power lines and into our homes to be used for energy or power. So in our body, the mitochondria are taking in fats, carbs, and amino acids or proteins, and they're turning those into ATP or energy um, for the cells. So there's only one form of energy that our cells can ultimately use, and that is ATP. But the kind of fuel that is converted to ATP can vary. So just like in the way that our houses are designed to take in and use one form of electricity, right? But there are multiple forms of fuel that can be converted into electricity. So just to really hammer this one in, our homes get energy when power plants take in wind, water, solar, etc., and convert those into an energy source called electricity. The analogy is our cells get energy when the mitochondria take in fats, carbs, and proteins and turn them into an energy source called ATP or adenosine triphosphate. So now that we hopefully have a clearer understanding of what the mitochondria are and what they do, um, I'm going to get back to the point that carnitine plays a critical role in this process of converting food fuel sources to energy sources. So carnitine plays a part in fatty acid oxidation. Um, It plays a part in protecting cellular membranes, preventing fatty acid accumulation, uh, modulating ketogenesis and glucogenesis, and it also helps in the elimination of toxic metabolites. So that's all just fancy talk for saying that it helps the body process fats, it helps maintain healthy cells, and it can help create alternative forms of energy or alternative pathways to create energy for the cells, okay? So through the ketogenesis and and glucogenesis. So one of the reasons that the human nutrition and fitness world has really taken a liking to carnitine is because it helps transport long-chain fatty acids into the mitochondria so that they can be oxidized to produce energy in the form of ATP, okay? And then as a side benefit, carnitine also helps transport some toxic compounds out of the mitochondria, so kind of a double benefit there. Um, In other words, carnitine is often promoted as a way to help your body mobilize stored fat and burn it for energy, okay? Sounds like a really good thing if you're trying to shed a few pounds, right? Um, which yeah, maybe it is, but what I am more interested in is its potential to actually influence the body's response to glucose and insulin. Okay. So in a 2023 meta-analysis of 41 randomized controlled trials, researchers collectively found that carnitine supplementation had a significant effect on overweight and obese patients by lowering their fasting blood glucose and improving their sensitivity to insulin, 
Okay. Another meta-analysis in 2017 found that out of a total of 631 adults with insulin resistance, if they took two to three grams of carnitine per day for at least four weeks, it improved their measures of insulin resistance with the most benefit occurring after 12 months on the carnitine supplement. A third review paper uh, evaluated 284 adults. They had type 2 diabetes. Okay, so that would be very similar to insulin resistance in horses. This particular study in humans found that consuming that 2 to 3 grams of L-carnitine per day for at least 12 weeks significantly reduced levels of fasting plasma glucose, reduced total cholesterol, and reduced LDL cholesterol. Now, Horses and humans are not physiologically or digestively identical. I get that. But there are a lot of similarities in how the body works at the cellular level. So my hope is that some future research might try to mimic these human trials um, by evaluating the effects of carnitine on obese horses or insulin-resistant horses and see if maybe it, it truly will help lower their fasting blood glucose levels and improve the insulinemic response. So I just, I feel like there's a lot of potential for this theory to, to hold true in our horses like what we're seeing in the human research. Now, the other area that makes me really excited about the use of carnitine in horses is its ability to stimulate, um, let's call it alternative pathways for energy use. So I'll put it like this. If you have a horse with a muscle disorder, um, your horse ties up, they have PSM2, MFM, RER, um, we know that the muscle cells are having some kind of malfunctions around, you know, glycogen storage and glyco like glycogen or carbohydrate mobilization. Uh, maybe there's even some issues with the intercellular calcium exchange. Um, well, those are all things that are right up the alley of carnitine, right? So carnitine plays a big part in, in all of those things. So if carbohydrates or sugars are not a an effective fuel source for whatever reason, you know, the cells are maybe struggling to utilize and turn those sugars into ATP or energy, we might get a good response if we can get the body to lean into a different energy pathway or a different fuel source like fat, okay? So I mentioned earlier the word ketogenesis. Ketogenesis is a metabolic pathway that produces ketone bodies, okay? These ketones are acids that you get when the body breaks down fat for energy and they provide that alternative energy source for the body okay so this is a potential benefit for horses that are struggling to generate proper amounts of atp in the normal sense through through glucose or carbohydrates okay so when would i care about increasing the let's call it options in terms of energy pathways for a horse well, like I mentioned earlier, anytime we have a horse with a muscle dysfunction that is influenced by starches and sugars, okay, so, you know, your PSM horses, you know, these horses that tie up, your insulin resistant horses, or, or really any horse with a metabolic condition or a sensitivity to starches and sugars, these are all situations where I might consider adding some carnitine to the diet. 
Now, the last piece of when I lean into carnitine is if I have a horse that is kind of running out of steam or hitting a wall at the end of their run or their race, um, or if they're just not recovering very well between events or, um, you know, let's say you've got events stacked three days in a row. Um, that's a lot to put on a horse. So in those situations, I'm going to be looking at adding carnitine into the diet. Now, one thing we know from human research, um, particularly in human athletes, is that carnitine supplementation um, is capable of reducing systemic inflammation. In fact, it's even been shown to reduce inflammation biomarkers and improve pain scores in humans, um, particularly women, who suffer from osteoarthritis. Okay, so in, in one of these studies, these women showed improvement when they consumed 250 milligrams of L-carnitine three times a day. So that's a total of 750 milligrams of L-carnitine per day for eight weeks. That improved their pain scores in the arthritis that they have. Um, And then it also reduced the inflammation throughout their body. Carnitine also helps preserve muscle glycogen and it promotes fat oxidation, okay? So basically what's going on here is, is it's sparing the use of amino acids as an energy source during exercise, which theoretically then makes those amino acids available for better things. So when I say better things, um, think in terms of you know the development or the synthesis of more muscle, right? If we want good muscle, muscling in our horses and good muscle development in our horses, um, and we want our horses uh, to recover quicker, right? Because every time we exercise, we get a little bit of breakdown in our muscles and our horses get a little breakdown in their muscles. And so the quicker we can synthesize or repair those muscles um, and rebuild them back, the better off our horses are going to be. So in human athlete studies, um, we've got a little bit of a mixed bag here in terms of results, uh, but many studies have shown carnitine uh, will decrease the accumulation of lactic acid or lactate. Um, it reduces muscle soreness and it can improve endurance and shorten the recovery time um, after exercise. So it stands to reason that horses may have better stamina. They may recover faster between shows or training days um, if they are on a daily carnitine supplement. Now, I'm not saying carnitine is like a single magic bullet, but I do think that it is a functional ingredient that can have a benefit in the body as long as you first have the foundational nutrition um, put in place. Okay, so if the rest of your diet is out of balance and you're not covering your foundation in a lot of areas, meaning you know you don't have appropriate amino acids in the diet, you're not providing enough calories, you're not providing appropriate levels, you know, of fats or you know whatever the case. If there are if there are foundational pieces of the diet that are missing, not hitting your minerals and your vitamins, right? That's an easy one to miss. Um, just taking carnitine and plugging it into a horse that doesn't have that solid foundation, um, you're probably not going to get wow benefits. But if you have a horse that has good foundational nutrition in place and you're really looking to like tweak and fine tune and really maximize that horse's genetic potential, I think that carnitine is a really, really good option. So if you're interested in a supplement that can, that contains carnitine, um, I recommend one called Moving Up. It's by Stride Animal Health. 
That supplement has several other beneficial components in it that work synergistically with the carnitine to make it super effective, right? It's not just a straight carnitine supplement, um, but carnitine is certainly one of the major technologies in that formula. And I have had really good success using that product in horses that tie up, um, specifically horses that are dealing with MFM, um, different forms of PSSM2, and then also in horses that are just losing that stamina um, towards the end of their run or those horses that are just not recovering as quickly as we need them to between events. So it's a pretty cool product. Um, and if you decide to try it, do keep in mind that it is dose dependent and you should start on the low end and make sure your horse can tolerate a low level for a few days before you start to increase it. Okay. So some horses are more sensitive to its effects than others. So definitely, um, try it at home. Don't, <laughs> don't spring it on a horse at a show for the first time. Um, and then just remember that you'll need to give it daily for at least two weeks. Um, ideally closer to four based on what we know out of the human research in order to, you know, really maximize its effectiveness in the body and make sure that, um, it's had time, let's say to sort of activate those alternative energy pathways for the cells. So on a final note, if you're just flat confused about what to do with your horse, you can always reach out for a free nutrition consult with the team at Blue Bonnet Feeds. Um, I personally work with this team of consultants. Um, I provide weekly continuing education with them um, and they can help you interpret your hay analysis. They can help work through your general diet, um, see if there's areas where maybe you can cut some costs or maybe you're doubling up um, and they can just kind of help pinpoint some of that. Um, and then also guide you through, you know, products and recommendations, um, for your specific horses, um, and, and meet your specific needs. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. I am going to drop a specific post for this episode on both of my social channels. So Facebook and Instagram, um, and we can definitely continue the conversation over there. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Feed Room Chemist. If you like what you hear, be sure to share with your friends, post to social media, or give us a review. And as Winston Churchill used to say, no hour of life is wasted that is spent in the saddle. So go saddle up.